Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Classic Lenses podcast. My name is Simon Forster and I'm hosting this podcast from Stoke-on-Trent in the UK. Joining me today is Carl Havens in Gainesville, Florida. Hello, Carl. Good. Good morning. And we have Johnny Sisson in Chicago, Illinois. Hello, Johnny. Hello. Last week, we did a special show on the new Nikon Z or Z cameras um, and how they're likely to perform with classic lenses. And as Johnny will no doubt uh, tell you shortly, um, it seems that having a single memory card slot is a much bigger thing than the three of us realised. This week, we're going back to our core subject matter in that we're going to be talking about classic lenses and in particular, the classic lenses that we have in our respective collections, but for some reason we don't use either at all or nowhere near enough. So uh, we're going to try and justify that or um, we're going to do something about it. Uh, but before we do that, here's Johnny with some selective feedback from last week. Yay, feedback. So we're going to talk about feedback from the special. I'm going to try to say it the Simon way this episode so you can all hear how ridiculous it sounds when I say Nick on because that's how I would say it in Chicago. Nick on. So talking about the Nick on Z uh, episode. Um, <laughs> I thought that the comment that I, I, the most important comment, of course, was uh, Jason Elias, who said he was deeply disappointed that uh, meaning that Carl did not buy a Nikon Z camera during the course of the podcast and said, Carl is hereby downgraded to rabid acquisition marmoset. So um, <laughs> that was excellent. And then um, we had uh, Steve Pudel, who told a horrifying story about um card backup failure um which i i'm gonna say was his own fault sorry it's ben. <laughs> i guess it's ben don't, don't um, stir that hornet's nest johnny don't, oh no i'm gonna stir i'm gonna kick the shit out of it right now oh. so um <laughs> christopher christopher uh jay i'm sorry i called it's it's sven pudel i call him steve i'm sorry um uh, Christopher J. May had actually three very, very helpful, I think, thoughts about this whole um, card gate issue. Um, which, to be clear, let's 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 just make sure we understand why there's only one card. Because Nikon is too damn cheap to give you two card slots. That is the one and only answer, folks. Go ahead and read all the other answers. I'm just telling you. As somebody who works on the camera sales side of this business, they're too damn cheap to give you two card slots. Just well, let's well, just make that clear. You, you, okay, you, you say you say that, Johnny. But um, <laughs> according to all the rumors that are coming out the, with the um, the new uh, EOS R camera, um, which that also appears to have a single card slot. So yeah. I, I know that a huge amount of Canon uh, people were really, really slating uh, Nikon, or should I, should I start to say Nikon just to confuse everyone? No, no, you can say Nikon, oh, okay. that's fine. Nikon. It's much better when you say it. Um, yeah, so so the Canon users were, were really giving Nikon users a, a bit of a hard time over the over the single uh, card slot, and it now appears that the, the, there's a good <laughs> chance that the Canon will only have a single card slot. So I don't know if that means that it's now okay. Well, let's think about it this way, okay? First of all, and then we'll get back to feedback. Um, Nikon was always going to go first in introducing their their full frame mirrorless camera. Canon was always going to let them go first, come hell or high water, because then they get to respond to Nikon with whatever changes that whatever people don't like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, about the camera that's been released. 
it gives Canon a chance to tweak whatever they have in the works to outdo that camera, which frankly isn't going to be very difficult to do, in my opinion. <laughs> but why then would you put two card slots in if Nikon is only putting one in and that's your primary competition? Because I, I still don't believe they see Sony as their primary competition. I think Nikon does, but I don't think Canon does. So I, I don't see why they would go to the extra expense of putting a second card slot in in that circumstance. Because, I mean, frankly, really, I, I don't believe – I mean, it doesn't matter what I think. I don't believe it's necessary. Um, and I think Christopher J. May's comments about that related to that are kind of right on the mark. Um, he shares a, uh, a really good link. I think he shared it. I'm just looking to see if he shared it or if it came somewhere else in a different link. But there is a very good link in the, um, the conversation – uh, to a Tom Hogan uh, bit on best practices for using memory cards. And, and I guess, I mean, I don't know if, you know, we do things and maybe we forget where we learned how to do them because we've been doing them a certain way for so long. But Tom Hogan has a lot of really good thoughts about uh, card management, which I guess I must have learned back when I first got into the DSLR stuff about, you know, formatting cards and and how to, you know, how to treat them and when to back up, et cetera. And I, and I think it's a really good article for anyone that uses a digital camera with any memory, you know, any recording memory type. Um, and, I, and I think doing those things, I, I probably following that kind of card usage procedure, it's unlikely you're ever going to lose data. But anyhow, point, point aside. Um, but Johnny, uh, I, have a, I have a different explanation. And, okay. And I, then, then that Nike, Nikon is cheap. Um, okay, it, it's that Nikon is um, thinking more about um, making money in the long term, because um, they've basically ignored the complaints of Sony users over the different versions of Sony cameras, and started off with one that had um, some issues, and everyone's going to rush to buy it. And then about a year after everyone has bought that camera, all those Nikon users, they'll then come out with one with two card slots. And then all of those people will buy the new one because it's better. I don't. I don't know because I mean they 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 are eliminating card slots in other models. I mean the D five hundred has one card slot. No, right? no, it, I has, mean, it has two. And it uh, has well, a, which which is the new one that came out where they they removed one of the card slots? There's one of. Is it the D? Uh, is it the seven thousand five hundred? Is it that? One? I think it's a seventy five hundred. Yeah, where yeah. they they, okay. they brought it down to one card list. So I mean they have a they do have a uh, bit of a track record in this area um, yeah well that, that's, that's, that, that, i guess that's the thing though the way of the, it's it's all there being mixed messages as to whether this is an enthusiast camera or a professional camera and mm-hmm. uh, i mean they've come out and say oh yeah it's it's all pro and well I, I i mean i said it in the in the in the podcast i i, I just don't look at this as, as being a the, the z cameras yeah. as being pro cameras i right. think they're enthusiast, enthusiast cameras yeah. and and like you i'm it, I, it's not that much of a deal to me about having the single right. card but you know it absolutely is for a great number of people and especially those people that sure. perhaps don't really give a great deal of thought to how they actually use their um, sd cards i'm certainly one of those and this and it still doesn't really worry me but but yeah, most yeah. people are um, doing this for a living, and if I was doing it, if I was doing a wedding and I was being paid for it, I think I'd like to have two card slots. I really would. Maybe, and they certainly are not going to be pro cameras for people who shoot birds or um, or fast cars going by or anything like that yeah, with the right. autofocus issues. 
to. Right. Okay. Right. But that's yeah. not our topic, right? Okay. No, not really. But I, I, yeah. I but I do agree with that 100. percent I, I, I think it is the the market is not. They, they already have pros buying what they want them to buy. It's I think it's absolutely an enthusiast market. All of this stuff, all this whole full frame mirrorless thing is enthusiast market. So at least for now. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, uh, let's see where else we leave off with feedback. Oh, um, uh, Ben Kudo perhaps summed up the whole the whole uh, topic well when he said consensus across all impartial reviews. Get one if you can't do without your Nikon AF lenses and existing Nikon camera straps and bags. Not very strong endorsements! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! So, so there we are with feedback. All right. Well, Carl, um, moving on to today's subject then, um, you did uh, a poll um, yesterday, I think it was actually, um, about uh, today's topic and about lenses that we have that we don't use. And you you asked the group, uh, Photography with Classic Lenses, um, what the users, what they uh, view their reasons are for for keeping those. So perhaps you could uh, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So I wanted something to tie in with what we're going to talk about. And I think that each of the three of us are going to talk about some specific lenses that we have in our collections that we don't use and then maybe get into why not. But um, this whole issue of why do people keep lenses was interesting to me. And the results are actually surprised me because um, the overwhelming um, majority. No, so you could answer more with more than one question, but 41 people um, and that's the highest response are keeping lenses for no clear reason and should sell them. So, so that was, <laughs> I, did, I didn't think that would be there. I, th- I thought that investment would be, I thought investment. And then the next one was um, keeping because selling won't bring any money. That had uh, 27. And then um, keeping for nostalgic that's, that's, reasons. I was going to say that the, the first and second, are, uh, you could argue with exactly the same thing though. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Keeping the keeping the lens for nostalgic reasons, um, and, and twenty three, four, five, six, twenty six, and then we had we had a nice story from 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 um, a member whose father had given him his camera equipment that he doesn't use, but he's keeping them because they belong to his dad. I thought that was nice. Um, keeping because it's part of my collection, too lazy to sell, not because it's not functioning properly. And uh, then there's a whole bunch of other ones that people added. I don't know they need to go through all them. Uh, Phil added one that. Just to be funny, it didn't make any sense that he put it in there anyway. And um, yeah, but the, the um, keeping for no clear reason, and I should sell it. That's that's definitely the one that's right up there on the top. So that was our poll. And oh, oh, and the the lowest one, by the way, uh, so was I am a hoarder. Period. And uh, <laughs> and Harrison must have added that during the night, and he's the only one that voted on it. Oh, and and simply because it looks good, he and he and um, uh, Georgia Georgios is that how you pronounce Georgios' name? Mm-hmm. Um, they they voted on that one. I was looking to see who who picked the greatest number. Herson's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine reasons for for keeping lenses. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think that there was there's the 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 answer there that that came forth. Which was keeping keeping it as part of my collection. I argue actually that's actually third because I think the top two answers are pretty much exactly the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, and and so the 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 third uh, answer there um, surprises me a, a little, uh, and that was uh, keeping it because it was part of my collection. 
it's almost a C word collection because um, it, it's sometimes a word that gets banded around in 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 the group about um, um, quite negatively, um, saying that uh, well, you're a you're a collector, I'm a user, and uh, and that's something that I get I get quite irritated. Um, by that because at the end of the day if people want to collect things collect lenses that for for whatever reason they might want to do that um i certainly haven't got a problem with that um bravo yes yeah i mean there's there's an argument to say that well if if they if they've been collected they're not being used which is true um but they are they're being used they collect <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. they're dust holders that's useful yeah but but it's it, it hard Back to the episode with Vlad, where he's um, collected all of the Soviet, yeah, and um, I, I don't see it often talked about in the group. But I, I sense there are people who um, collect, um, you know, like all of the night, all of the Minolta um, lenses that there are. Or I think Johnny, you have a really good collection of pen lenses. You might have. I don't know if you have. Yeah. Them, but it's a collection of those, and and I sure. started to collect, you know, as many of the Nikkor lenses as to do over time and um some and there's one of them that i don't think is that great but I'm, i don't think that i'm going to sell it yeah yeah well go, going back to that point though about um not not use them other than as dust collectors as, as johnny suggests um well in in the main these we, we're talking about mass market items um so yes if one person does have it and it sits in a in a glass lit uh case there's usually somebody else out there that's like, is 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 using it um and f for me personally it's just about an interest in in the lenses themselves and uh i like to talk to people that know about their subject matter um in particular uh, classic you know classic lenses and it doesn't it doesn't worry me that much if they're not the greatest photographer of, uh, at all or they don't you know the fact that they've they've taken the time to learn about these things and they appreciate the engineering the, the way the things feel and so on i think that's a completely legitimate reason for um for for collection yep mm. yeah good Right. Well, that's been a great show. Um, <laughs> what, what are we doing next week again now? <laughs> okay. Well, well, let's uh, let's shall we shall we talk about some of the lenses that that, that we have? Oh, right, right. Shall we? Right, yeah. Right. Let's. Uh, can, yeah. I, can I can I can I just say? Um, I think I my my poll answers, Carl. I really like this poll, by the way, because there are so many possible answers. And I think my mine were all keeping because too lazy to sell. Uh, if I sold it, I wouldn't have it anymore. I bought it. Why would I sell it? That's my probably would be my number one. And I'm not sure if someone interested at the right price without the risks. So this is a, I really enjoyed this poll, especially because it, the, it, the the winning answer, keeping it for no clear reason, is pretty much just a comment. It's just kind of a uh, comment on life in general, isn't it? We just kind of stumbled through life for no clear reason. I, I just think it, I really like that answer. So <laughs> I mean, I know that I do. So that, you know, anyway. Well, yeah. I, I, I try to look at things a little bit more logically um, rather than not. I can't, I, I, the, the, the no clear reason doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work with me largely because, you know, it's, it's a hobby, but it's also my business. So I perhaps I have to look at things a little bit more coldly. Um, because yeah, there, 
Right. If, if there's something right. that's sitting on the shelf and it's not being used, then why am I keeping it when I can very easily sell it? Um, yeah. And so therefore, I, I do have to put things into into more compartments. Uh, I had any of those, and I didn't check that one. And then when I started pulling out lenses to talk about today, I realized that I have a lens that I didn't even know I owned. And um, <laughs> and I don't even like it. And I'm going to put it on eBay. And so I have one. So I went back and I checked that box. Well, what, what was that? Tell us tell, what was the lens. It's, it's, a, it's a Pentacon 30 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember you having that. Is that that's, that's the same as the Lidith, isn't it? That one, I think. Yes. And, and I bought it thinking it would be a special lens and, and it, it's not, it doesn't do anything for me. It has a, an interesting aperture. It's hard to see because it's so small, but it has a lot of blades. Hmm. Um, but it's but, but it's not it's not a, a bokeh lens as such. So it's a case of who who needs so many blades on something when you're actually going to be shooting more closer to. You're going to be working at infinity far more than you're going to be doing close stuff, and it won't focus particularly closely because you need to put that lens on extension tubes and so on. Perhaps yeah. that's what you should do before you sell it because you, it might give you a reason to keep it. Um, yeah, maybe maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, mm. well, that's one of mine. That's one of mine. Right. Well, do you want to do you want to go through some of you've? So I know you've you've pulled a few lenses out of your out of your collection um, to to talk about. So do you want to talk about a few of those? These are not all of the ones that I have and don't use. Um, so I because I couldn't I take the whole the whole podcast talking about them. So I pulled out eight. All right. So and I'll do these quick. So um, the first um, classic lens that I've ever bought on eBay. Seems like a weird one to start with. It's a it's a Pentacon 200 f4, and it's the one that the all black one that says German Democratic Republic on it. So, so it's a more recent one, and I, and I bought it. Um, I already had two 50 mil, 50 millimeter classic lenses that I had found in a box in the attic, but there was some guy on that Olymp that Olympus Worldwide Shooters page. There was some guy photos taken with this lens and I thought that looks so cool and um, so I bought this one and I never used it um, because my um, my Olympus 185 2.8 which is not not as as um, long a lens but close is so much better uh, for the things that I like to do that I have no reason to use this lens and I've taken it out and tried it a couple of times on the Sony and it, it didn't do anything for me so uh, Nostalgic reasons, I keep that lens. Just, Maybe. just, just for our confused listeners, there. That's a. It's not a one hundred eighty-five. It's a one eighty f two point eight, isn't it? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. One. Okay, and um, and maybe the Pentacon will go up in price. It, it hasn't gone up a whole lot in price. Um, let's see. Another lens that I keep for nostalgic reasons was the second uh, lens and the first near fast 50, and that's uh, MC Rokor PF 58 1.4. And every once in a while, like once a year, I'll get it out and take a couple of shots with it because it produces cool bokeh. But now I've realized that um, it isn't so cool on the Sony as it was when I had my Olympus camera when I originally bought it. But there's something special about it, and so I, I keep it. All right. Um, I have a, um, a Minolta Zoom Rokor 35-71 to 71 to 3.5 that people keep telling me is such a wonderful lens that I need to use it more, and I've used it a few times, and I, I still haven't figured out what's so special about it. Um, because I shoot every picture either at 35 or 70 millimeters when I'm using it, and um, it is, and I don't think it's as good as, as prime lenses that I have in that range. 
And I, I, I wonder if that lens is 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 as much about well, it's it's very good for for what it is because I mean certainly, um, I mean the three of us pretty much steer clear of zoom lenses in general, um, but perhaps that's a better example of a of a standard zoom compared to what else is out there possibly. There you go. That's it's a really good zoom lens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it some faint praise. Wow. And when I sell it, then I can say again that I don't have any zoom lenses or autofocus lenses. Um, <clears throat> so here's a really, this is a fantastic lens. Um, I think everyone ought to try this lens. And it's a, it's the uh, Olympus F Zuko uh, Pen um, 1.8 lens. Really nice, sharp little lens. I, I, um, I'm keeping it because every time I think that I'm going to use that lens and I stick it in my bag with my Fuji camera, then I think, ah, I don't know, you know, the 40 is so much nicer. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to take the 40 and then I put the 38 back away. And the reason I'm not selling it is the aperture blades are screwed up. And when I close down and then open up, it opens real low. So there's something, um, there's oil or something on the blades. So it's defective and, and I'd have to sell it for much less than what it's worth and so i'm keeping yeah it. yeah well this i mean we've had this conversation before it's worth what it's worth uh if you've paid too much for it you've paid too much for it it's it's just it's a, it's as simple as that um, i mean i mean they, they, they it's absolutely fixable but you 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 need somebody that knows yeah. what they, what, they, what that, they're doing and if you haven't got, got yeah. con johnny i was gonna say that that lens is a good example because i have one uh just exactly the same as slow aperture which a lot of old pen lenses are like that they have oily apertures and they're slow it's a it's an olympus thing by the way in general yeah, yeah. The, well, are the same so i um i got i bought a pen f uh gothic body and it had the lens on it i mean I, I basically paid for the camera and the lens was on it and i even told the guy when i bought it i'm like you know i want it for this price i got a camera show i'm like i want it for this price because you know I don't need the lens. You can keep the lens if you want to because it's got a slow aperture and it's going to need to be repaired before it's usable on this camera. So I basically got the lens for nothing and I, I actually gave it to um, Mike Ekman because Mike had a pen camera and no lens and I knew I was never going to take it apart and fix it. And of course, I think Mike did it. My, you know, took took Mike all of probably twenty minutes to get it back the way it should be. So right. he's he's got it, you know, shooting his camera. But to me, it was it was worthless because I was either going to have to take it apart and fix it, which means I'm going to ruin it because I ruin lenses if I try to take them apart. Or I was going to, it was going to sit around. So it's one of those lenses I just like, I just gave it away, made more sense, you know? Well, one of the things that's nice about it that's different than the 40 is that if you want to do a shot of a person and you get the distances right and the background right, it'll swirl the um, bokeh balls. Like yeah, that. that's, I really consider that. I oh yeah I I really consider that deeply you know yeah yeah before I give it away and and the, oh, the other thing about this <laughs> John Johnny you don't even like swirly bokeh do you no <laughs> Carl it just went right over his head anyway sorry yep. sorry Carl is being a dick you know Carl's yep. like yeah I know you're being a dick I just don't interesting yeah. so the forty and and I have a couple of adapters and um. The 40 will, will pop right onto an adapter and off easily. And this lens, yeah. 
something about the way it's made. It's really tight to get onto an adapter and get off to the, and to get it off of the adapter, I have to turn the focus ring all the way to near focus and or infinity, one of the two, and then turn it with my hand on the focus ring. And the result is I'm constantly tightening the screws because the focus ring is coming loose. And so it's annoying, but I'm keeping it because it's a cool little lens. And the pen one is another one. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. So, so you, you're keeping this broken lens that you, you, you're you scared to use, but you're just going to destroy it. I mean, that that's just that's just a nonsense, isn't it? I mean, you could just do a, a, a an honest eBay advert they say what's what's wrong with it and do it as an auction rather than do it as a buy it now because that's i mean if i if i have a lens that's compromised in some way and i'm there thinking well it can do this but it's not good at that and yeah you know, it's it's not it's not quite there um i'll put it on it with a relatively low auction price and i'll just let the the market uh decide what what the what the value is and if, if they want to pay a lot of money for it well that's fine if then if they don't well that's that's fine as long as you've uh, described it uh honestly and accurately and fully then uh, that's all that matters that's assuming someone will buy it i i was not able to sell that uh, worm bucket lens and two attempts so uh, yeah but again that, that could be down to i mean was that on a buy it now or was that an auction but it on an auction oh. and that and some freaking idiot from england bid on it when i said no international shipping and won the auction and then and then i couldn't um and then I didn't sell it to the guy. So um, maybe I'll auction that one again. Anyway, I, I, and I'm keeping it. I, um, I, I'm using other things than bokeh. It's a good, it's a really good lens. Um, for but you, but you won't use it. Oh yeah, I'm using it. it works <laughs> well, even, even even though you're going to destroy it next time you take it off the lens, the off the the adapter. Thirty-eight, you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Um, the thirty-eight, no, I, I don't use. But maybe I'll get it fixed sometime. The optics are perfect in it, and. Um, Maybe if if it's if it's fixed, I'll use it. Um, okay, then there's a pen on 100, so I don't I don't use it hardly at all. And I think the only reason is that, that I got another camera, and so mostly I'm using my Sony and I'm using the 105 Nikkor, and I like it on there. And these pen lenses don't work great on the Sony, and when I take the Fuji, I'm usually going to do street photography in DC or somewhere and a hundred isn't a lens that I would use. I've taken it before and I've never used it. So um, I haven't used that lens in a year or so, And but it works perfectly. There's nothing wrong with it at all. And um, <clears throat> okay, here's another one you can yell at me about for keeping. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to yell at, yell at that, uh, that hundred, <laughs> the hundred mil lens you just talked about there. Um, and, and the question I've got there, it's a lens that you don't, you don't use. There's, it's, there are other ways of doing of doing what 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 it does, um, and um, yet the, the, oh, bit, the bit that confuses me is that you um, you're very very good at picking up a lens, buying a lens, usually on the pro on the on the podcast, and uh, loving it for a period of time, <laughs> then selling and then and then selling it very very before quickly. the next podcast, <laughs> yeah, and and so. And I'm just wondering when did it's as if like some lenses like fall through through a hole <laughs> and they just go into the ether, um, no. whereas other ones you can you can be quite ruthless with. And I I, I just wonder what happens there. Why why does that happen? Yeah, I'm keeping that one as an investment. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, I'm keeping it for no clear reason. <laughs> 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 I don't know, Simon. I don't. Know. 
Um, these have just been sitting in the cabinet, and I haven't even noticed, honestly, that they were still there. Uh, I mean, here's another one. That you can. You already told me about this, so you don't have to say it again. I have a Flectagon um, 35 2.8. I love it. I like it better than the than the uh, faster one that my brother has. And um, well, after about two weeks, it got stuck wide open, and I cannot I cannot close it down. Um, and um, I don't know. So there you are. I, have, <laughs> I haven't used it since I bought the Sony. I should put it on the Sony and see what it looks like wide open. But it, it was it was sitting in it was sitting in the back of my lens drawer, and I forgot that I that I still had it. And it's kind of like that um, Pentagon thirty three point five. And here's another lens that I realized yesterday that I have that I forgot that I have because it was in its little blue box. And that's a Schneider Kruznak Kampenar. 54.5, right? And, and, and that's the lens that a bunch of us bought back when it was really cool to get these lenses because they have a square aperture and you can make diamonds or squares in the bokeh. All right. Um, and it took really nice shots on the Olympus. And I have a feeling it's going to be similar to that Meyer Optic um, Doma plan. And that is was really good on a small sensor and on this Fuji it's not going to be so great, but uh, maybe I'll try it someday. So that, that, those are mine. Yeah, that's, well, that, that's, that's quite interesting about the, about the Snyder. I never, I never um, attempt to pronounce the, the K word after I just say Snyder and leave it, leave it at that. Um, but I've. It's, it's pronounced Nikon. <laughs> and uh, I've, 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 I've got, um, a Meopter, Meopter Bellar uh, 50 1.4.5, uh, which is, you know, all intents and purposes, it's it's pretty much exactly the same as uh, um, as that uh, Snyder in, in the the reason why I've, I bought it and the reason why I've I've used it in the past, and and it is in front of me. I've I've, I've dug out about eight or nine lenses that aren't getting anywhere near enough use, and that that is one of them. Um, but in the case the case of that one, I, I and and this probably goes with quite a few lenses. There are some lenses that can do something that other lenses cannot do, mm. and if you're in the mood to use that particular look, then and that that mood you know, strikes you three times a year or something like that, and it doesn't owe you much, then I, I see no reason reason to sell it. Um, I mean, this I've had some yeah pretty good shots out of with 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 that lens. Um, and you can also use it for more than just getting square bokeh. You can also get um, four-pointed uh, sun stars or starbursts um, yeah. if you really wanted to. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying they actually look better than six, but they, and they certainly don't look as good as uh, those like 18 uh, bursts you can get with uh, with with certain lenses. But it's it's worth very very little. Um, it takes up very little space, and I think well that's a good enough reason just to to keep hold of that. And the blue box. Don't forget the blue box. Well, mine, mine's a Meopter, so it's a, it's a Czech lens or Czechoslovakian. So I don't know if it, it actually came out of the Slovakian side or the Czech side, but uh, no blue box with that one, of course. It's, uh, it's Some of these lenses that I mentioned that I don't want, I have a sale going on, and they're only $150 if you're interested in the <laughs> N40 or the 100 or, or this um, Pentagon or, or the Flectagon that's stuck wide open. Even maybe the Zoom no, Nikkei, that might be a little bit more. Yeah. Well, talk, talking about nice cases, at least, um, 
I've got um, actually that's a point. It's a it's a is it a Snyder? Just just looking there. Yeah, yeah. It is a it is a Snyder. Um, except this is a DKL lens, uh, which come in plastic uh, cases, and they're um, oh, what's the word? Is it are they a bubble? bubble case or something like that i can't quite remember the the the, the right word for it um yep. but it's a it's a for the kodak uh, system that uses dkl uh, similar to the voigtlander system but interestingly enough the the two lenses aren't actually interchangeable um you can't I've, so i've got these i've got this kodak dkl lens that and i have a voigtlander besser bessomatic deluxe and this even though it's DKL, it won't actually go onto the Bessomatic, which is massively irritating because uh, the lens I have in front of me is it's an absolutely beautiful um, Snyder yeah. Retina Curtigon. Uh, There's a teeny, teeny bit of hacking you can do to get them to fit. Like it was intentional that they did oh, that. Yeah. It's right. I mean, it's you know, yeah, it's such a pain in the butt. <laughs> so, but I'm 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 guessing that this hack does that literally involve uh, chipping away it's, at something? Yeah, it's it's a bit of grinding to get it yeah, in, and it's yeah. That, that doesn't do it for me i've got, I've no, got to say. i totally agree <laughs> yeah. yeah but this this yeah so it's annoying i can't use it on that but i've 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 used it on a few things i think one of the reasons i've i've, I've kept it is i mean i've got a, a nikon d500 and not this really a great lens to be used on that camera but you can actually put it onto it um because dkl lenses are one of the few lenses you can actually mount onto a, D, a dslr uh, Nikon DSLR in particular, although I'm not sure if they how well they work with the full frame ones um, because they probably hit the mirror because they come very close on the uh, the D500. Um, but I keep this because it's it's just I must admit I'd forgotten I actually had it, um, and then it, I remember oh yeah that's a 35 mil. It's a, it's a really nice lens, but I remember doing a, a test on some 35 mil lenses, and uh, I was wondering is I wonder if this is like one of the greats, and it was good, but it it was it wasn't special. It certainly couldn't keep up with my Flectagon or the the early Konica um, Hexanon AR uh, 35 2.8. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, really, I'm not sure if I should really keep this anymore. Um, yeah, apart from it just looks lovely. <laughs> it's shiny. It's got a nice case. Um, yeah, it's, one of, it's one, of, one of those things, really, isn't it? I think, actually, I keep some lenses... Because I think at some point I'm going to need to spend out and I'm going to need some money. And I think um, that probably applies to the next time I, I buy a, uh, a camera body. Because mm -hmm. some of these lenses that I'm not using, I think subconsciously I put to one side, hope that the value isn't going to go down, possibly might uh, appreciate some value. And then I can put them, put them all onto eBay and then I can, I can buy whatever the, uh, the, the camera it is that I want to move on to next. I don't know. That seems to be in the back of my mind. So. Hey, Simon, I, just for, for one second, I want to revisit something that you said. Um, and, and this might explain why I haven't sold these two lenses that are defective. This year, I attempted to sell two lenses on eBay that were defective. One was that 51.4 LTM Canon. And I described in detail what was the problem with it and even had photos of the bokeh balls and um and another lens i don't remember what it was but did the same thing um, described in detail what the flaw was both of them sold in auction and then in each case the seller requested a return and said something else was wrong with it and and the, the um 51.4 the seller said that the um he couldn't get it in focus took it and they said 
glue on down the front of the lens. And I had to pay return shipping. I got it back. And it's perfect. It has, the optics are perfect on the lens. And it was the same thing with the other one. And so um, selling a defective thing and then having someone get it and decide, yeah, I really don't like that. Uh, having to pay the shipping might subconsciously be my kind of the defective lens. Yeah, I, th- I think. Well, I know this is something that Johnny goes goes through. The, I mean, I know Johnny doesn't like eBay in general, and I'm sure he doesn't. He doesn't like selling on 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 eBay for for those reasons. And I I I sometimes wonder if they just convenient uh, convenient reasons sometimes. Was yeah, it's a bit. It's a pain when things go wrong, but it's also quite a good reason not to do something. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's a great reason not to sell on eBay. <laughs> Personally, that people suck, and yeah, that's yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't do it. So, well, next, next, I'm going to say two two lenses at the same time now that I've got in front of me. Both of them are Petri lenses, or uh, as Carl says, Petri uh, the lenses, um, and I think I've, I've. <laughs> I, I do actually struggle to work out why I keep these. I think possibly because they're worth so little money. Um, and, well, I bought an adapter for them, for one. I mean, the adapter's worth a lot more than the actual lenses are, are worth um, because you know, they, they, were, they were a difficult lens to adapt, which is one of the reasons why they're actually cheap because optically, Petri lenses are... are well, the ones I've tried, especially the fifty millimeter lenses, didn't seem doesn't really seem to matter which fifty millimeter lens, as long as they're there for the older um, CC bayonet uh, mount. Um, they, they're great lenses. Um, I really really like them. Um, and sometimes I, I I get this sort of perverse pleasure out of being able to produce a good image with what people pretty much consider to be a crappy a crappy lens. Um, so there's there's something about uh, um, you know, it's that bit of enjoyment about producing something great with something that a lot of people just wouldn't go anywhere near. So I think that's possibly the reasons, a couple of reasons why I keep these two patches. Plus there's actually there is one patch that I've been after for a long time and I still can't get a hold of, and that's the uh, the early fifty millimeter f two, um, which is. I've probably got lenses that do do exactly the same thing, but I just know that it's a it's a particularly sweet lens. So uh, I guess once I've actually bagged one of those, I might let these things go. Uh, these two that I have and probably go for virtually no money at all. Um, I don't know if if uh, either you guys have got any lenses of that kind of nature. Uh, no, I mean I have really cheap lenses. But they're 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 good, uh, you know. But I've never tried that um, Indostar 50-2 lens on the Sony. I need to do that sometime, because in fact I haven't used that lens since I had my Olympus. That's a long time ago, and it was fantastic lens uh, for. I think I paid twelve dollars for it or something, and um, I had to give it a go on my Sony sometime. Yeah, well, it's a it's a Tessar though, isn't it? So uh, that 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 could be curbing your enthusiasm, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. John is staying quiet. I have. Um, what, what was the question again? I have the real thing, so why use a? Um, a... Uh, we're, t- we're talking Tessars again. The uh, the fifty five. Oh, I fell asleep when you started talking Tessars. 
Yeah, I, I, you should have been proud. I actually managed to stay awake. <laughs> I am really impressed, Simon. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's the the, the, the petrol lenses which um, have sparked no interest whatsoever. Um, I'll. Um, <laughs> Some um, things never change. <laughs> no, not at all. Unless it says Greenomatic on it, you know, it's just. It's well, just that's not, different. Petri, yeah. you know, Greenomatic say Petri SLR is a complete no go zone. So. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one of the buzzwords now and. Uh, and that's, and that's no trioplan. Oh, but but not not the uh, the obvious trioplan, not not the hundred millimeter, but the the, the fifty um, f two point yeah. nine. Um, yeah. And I've I bought one. So I, I picked it up at a great price because it was uh, on Altix mount, um, and then. I'd, uh, I had to go my uh, well a bit of lens hackery, and I managed to um, convert it into uh, MD mount uh, by using an M forty two to MD adapter, um, and it it works uh, absolutely perfectly with. I had to Dremel the thing out, but um, Infinity is in exactly the right place, um, and it's totally reversible because all the the work that I did with the uh, with the, with the metal was on the adapter and not on the uh, lens and then I used hot glue which uh, allegedly will will come off but it looks ugly as anything but it but it works um, but this lens is um, you know it's nice um, you can you can get that bubble bokeh with it if you use it on an extension tube um, but other than that I just find a almost like no reason to to use it and in fact you can get the same exactly the same kind of look out of a dummy plan um, so I'm, I'm yeah or a tessar yeah, I think I, I think this is a similar kind of scenario to Carl's actually because I've got this lens. It looks a bit messy because of the, my unprofessional uh, lens hack, um, and I think to myself, is this just too much bother to actually sell? Um, and every now and again, I could use it. So I, I, I guess I guess that's where 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 that one sits. Um, yep. So uh, uh, another lens. Um, which I, I rarely use, and it's, and it's uh, the, the 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 brother or sister, or however it is, of um, your Pentacon two hundred um, lens, the f four, and that's the Pentacon one hundred thirty five mill millimeter f two point eight Bokeh Monster, um, the lens that lots of people go nuts over and said that you know this is one of the greatest one three fives out there. Um, and I suppose it is. Um, I've, I only have good things to say about this lens. Um, it's it's nice. It's it does everything you want. Um, I'm not a fan of the focus ring on it. It's just got it's got too much of a throw uh, for my liking. But the main reason I don't use it is because there are other one three fives that I'll pick up before it. Um, a Jupiter 11, for for instance, I'll, I'll pick a Jupiter 11 up almost every time before I pick this lens up, um, because that's also got you know multiple blades. I don't think it's, I don't think it's got 15 like the uh, uh, like the Pentacon has, but you know it's got enough to get circular bokeh if that's what if that's what I want. But it's also a lot lighter. Um, it's my particular copy is at least as sharp, if not sharper than it as well. So really, the only there's, there are two reasons I think I keep this lens, or maybe maybe three. One, because it is what it is, and it's one of those classic lenses that it's almost a case of almost, you know, if you're a classic lens enthusiast, you you should have one of these lenses, or at least have one at one one time so you can experience it and and turn that aperture ring and just watch the beautiful um, iris open and close. See, I'm beginning to 
talk myself into keeping it again now as I'm just turning the iris. It just, just looks absolutely beautiful. Um, but the other reason I keep it is uh, in exactly the same way as uh, Carl. This was my first classic lens that I went out and bought um, specifically to buy as a classic lens. Was I had, I had another lens longer than this, but uh, this one I actually thought, yeah, I want to give this a go. And uh, I bought it in a charity shop and I paid a good price for it. And um, and it's 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 just a nice object. And I think that's probably the main reason why I just keep it for that, just for that reason. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then another another reason for keeping lenses um, is that certainly applies to the one that's in front of me now, and that's the Carl Zeiss forty-five millimeter f two planar, um, which. When you sometimes go onto Google and type in best best standard lenses uh, ever, um, you can usually find an article that will list this lens uh, in that category. Um, and nobody really ever says a bad thing about it. Um, I can say some bad things about it. Uh, it's a pain in the arse to actually uh, focus because you, you have to have an adapter with a focus ring built into the adapter. So that is pretty annoying um that adapter that you use also focuses in the wrong direction for me um, it focuses like a pentax or a nikon which really irritates me um and uh so so i don't use it i've got it on the shelf and i have no intention at all of selling it and the reason is because i'm waiting one day i'll get a contax g camera so, ah, very good. Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I, I think that maybe there is, we, we keep some lenses because of some thing that's about to happen in the future. And it might be a case of a, a you know, uh, with a, you might be waiting for an SLR lens, uh, SLR camera to fit that particular one or, or whatever. Well, that certainly applies to this and equally to the 90mm uh, f2.8 uh, Sonar uh, Contacts G that uh, I have a pair of those now. And, uh, and they just they just waiting for this contacts G to land. Um, I don't know if that does that apply to either of you guys. It does to me, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I just don't even consider selling my stuff because it again because I am in that first well, what was it third class answer? I just don't even it's, it's not worth the trouble. Um, but I have. And I have lenses that I'm holding on to only because I I would like to have a specific camera for them to live on. So I that makes sense to me. I, I mean, and and I've I've kind of thought that might even be a good strategy for me is, you know, I try to have any camera in my collection should have one particular lens that I use on it, and that you know, so I should in effect have no extra lenses because they should all be on a camera if that makes sense. But that's not going to happen. It's just a theory. So have you got some lenses that that might specifically apply to? Yeah, yeah, I do actually, because it might, I guess my only, if I look at every, all the stuff I've got, the only stuff that I would sell most of it without hesitation is my M42 stuff. Cause I really don't ever shoot any M42 film cameras. Um, it, just because uh, I mean, the, the there's other camera systems I'm going to always pick before M42 um, from a user standpoint, but I, I, I would, there's one Pentax having handled it um, that I'd really like to have, which is the, the old school M42 Pentax K, not the Pentax K we think of 
as the Pentax K, but the M42 Pentax K, which was made for like a year. And it's a very small, it's smaller than like the later um, Pentax Spotmatics. And I'd really like to have just that Pentax M42 camera and just sell all the rest of mine as along with almost all my M42 lenses and just kind of have that one camera is my only example of an M42 camera that I'd actually probably use. Um, so, I mean, I could, I could see that, you know, uh, as a way to kind of go about it. Cause I, I just, unless I'm going to put M42 lenses on either a, an Olympus or a, uh, or a, um, Minolta and use them as essentially aperture priority lenses, I'm just not going to shoot them on a Pentax body. So, yeah. Well, just to just to round off um, some of the, I'm just going to name a, name drop a few lenses that I've got that never get used or rarely get used. Uh, I've got a a Meyer Optic or Meyer Optic. Uh, is it an Oristor? Uh, let's have a look at it. Oristor. Uh, in particular, it's the 2.8 um, f 2.8 100 millimeter. Um, there are two versions of this lens, and this is the older lens uh, because it's. It has the multi-blade aperture on it. Uh, it's a zebra lens as well. Whereas the later one, it's not zebra, and it's got a six-blade aperture. Um, interesting enough, this is actually a lens that isn't a preset, um, yet it has a, a preset style um, aperture, as if it's almost as if it's a uh, an RF lens, a rangefinder lens. Actually, that's a point that's going to that's been vexing me at the moment. So I'll just. Go go back onto uh, new cameras there. The uh, the I believe the mount name for the new mirrorless Canon cameras is RF. And yeah, that, bastards. That is royally <laughs> winding me up. Yeah, um, yeah. that's as bad as that's as bad as uh, Olympus with the new Pen Dash F. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Ah. So, bastards <laughs> exactly i mean point point being is uh, you how many how many times and how many conversations do we do we have collectively uh, when we're talking about talking to new users and uh, and they they're struggling to work out why a rangefinder lens won't work on their dslr uh, yeah. because and we'll say well it's an yeah. rf lens and uh, and then they're going to start thinking well that's a that's a canon lens isn't it no no it's not a canon yeah. lens and it's just yeah. in in no short time <laughs> that's exactly what rf is going to mean to most people in, in yeah. a yep. very short period of time yep. yeah oh no anyway yeah so, right. have you guys ever seen that disney movie where the 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 animals um are are stuck in the zoo in new york and then they get stranded in africa what's the name of that one you know what i'm talking about i do um, yeah, what's up? Uh, it's Madagascar, isn't it? Madagascar, right, right, yeah. right. So, so they're they're on Madagascar, and 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 there's that one line where somebody says sixty nine years, and they're like, no, six two nine years. It's just like that. <laughs> you know that one I mean? No, <laughs> sixty nine years. No, six two nine years. Anyway, I'll put a link to that very important reference. Yeah, in yeah the we, podcast we, we, I think we need that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I wonder if it was intentional or just a mistake, uh, or, or, and they didn't even think about it because it it reminds me of um, the first um, Olympus um, SLR, and and it was an M, and yeah. they they had to have named it an M on purpose. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And they had to and name then, it because back then Leica could jump down our throat. Yeah. So they just don't. They just don't care. There's we're not important. We are not important in this conversation. We are such a niche that it doesn't matter. You know, 
they don't care if it screws up our Google searches and our conversations because we're doing something that they totally don't intend anyone to do with their their cameras, which is well, I, think all, I think I think all of these lenses that we've been buying will go way up in value after a time when these Canon and Nikon users realize that they can adapt lenses onto them. Don't you think you don't believe that, do you? No. <laughs> Not really. Well, I, well, I, Not really. I, absolutely, I absolutely do. I do. I, I think the people who buy mirrorless cameras from them are going to have, be in a different mindset than the ones that stick with their DSLRs. I, I, you know, I don't know, though, because I had like a good example. I had a guy that I talked to in the shop the other day who just bought a <laughs> he just bought an, a, a Sony mirrorless camera and he was excited about this. And then he so but what adapter do you think he wanted for his Sony mirrorless camera? He wanted an adapter for his Canon autofocus lenses because that's who that's the market all these cameras are aimed at they're aimed at people who have dslrs that already have lenses so they so those are the factory adapters i mean canon's got a factory three of them coming out with the new camera apparently and nikon has a factory adapter that works with you know three of their existing lenses so they they don't give enough about us doing what we're doing now that doesn't mean people aren't doing it but it's just not part of their. It's not part of their thinking, you know. I mean, Fuji put out a, uh, a Leica M adapter, the native mount to the Fuji cameras, to right. hold, you know, to that retains aperture data and all that. But it's just not. It's not really part of their thinking. Yeah. Well, you've you already highlighted that last week when we were talking about the profit margins of, of, yeah. of camera bodies. Yeah. Um, right. it, it's tiny, so. Yeah. Um, they want you to buy the lenses yeah, because right. that's that's where they they they're making the money. So yeah, why why publicize the fact that you, you know what you got this great system and you know what it'll work great with lenses. Yeah, that you're no money on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They already made their money on that. I mean, Canon like they made their money on FD stuff two two decades ago. You know, they don't care if you want to try to put an FD lens on the new system. Yeah, it's 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 certainly one of the those those things I've said it uh, in in the past that we we think we're part of this um, this large movement uh, interested in old lenses. Well, it's a relatively large movement, but it's tiny yeah. compared to uh, the, the the big world out there. Uh, yeah, we're a strange little cult, is what we are. Yeah, <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah, classic lenses. Podcast cult. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a, a couple more lenses um, for from for myself, and I'll fully hand over to you, uh, Johnny. And that's uh, uh, again. Uh, this is one of the. Uh, actually, no, I'll leave the headline one to last. Actually, but uh, I've I've got this very. Actually, no, I've got three. Oh, I've got too many lenses. I'm just going to just pick a couple. I've got this Canon. Um, this is a Canon OM. Yes, a Canon OM. Um, 50 millimeter f uh, 1.9 so canon actually had the and it's i'm pretty sure this in fact yeah this definitely predates uh, uh olympus coming up with om uh, and it's so i have a canon om uh, 50 millimeter f 1.9 um, so two two bits of interest there because uh, there aren't many 1.9 50 millimeter cannons out there and uh, there's certainly only one that says om on it um, and this is for a uh, an early Mamaya um, uh, SLR camera that used a variation of the exact amount. So you can you can actually mount this on onto some, not all, uh, 
exacta adapters, um, except you have to do it upside down um, because it, it, it wants to put the uh, the, shut, the shutter arm on the right hand side uh, of the of the camera rather than the left, um, as it would be on a on an exacta camera. And I think I just keep this because it's curious. Um, I should sell it really because I don't use it. It's a, it does, will actually give me a bit of swirly boker actually, but there's. It, it just sits in the cupboard but it's just curious it's just just an, an interesting thing and then two two last lenses that don't get anywhere near as much use and that's one is one of my favorite lenses the olympus om 100 millimeter f2 um, mm. and for a similar reason um the helios 40 uh, that i have and they are both lenses i i really really like but i just don't do anything at, at, at those focal lengths anymore. I don't think I ever did, to be honest. Um, and I think that that's that's the thing. I think to myself, I've got to keep these lenses because I know they're just great lenses. They're going to be expensive to, to rebuy. Um, and at some point, there's going to be some reason why I want to use it. And sometimes that, that reason does occur very, very rarely where they are exactly the right lens to use. But generally speaking, the focal length just doesn't work. There's nothing wrong with the lens, lenses themselves. It's just the focal length. Mm. Yeah. So back onto uh, your collection, Johnny. Other other lenses that you've 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 got, which uh, you've got no great no good reason for keeping them, maybe. Well, that's all of them, you know. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, look. I mean, I you know, I've I've been pretty honest about this. I've used I've used uh, I've used basically two interchangeable lens cameras this year and I've used basically two lenses this year. <laughs> so I, you know, um, so I have no business owning most of it, but like I say, I, the only reason I hold on to them is because I do have cameras that I do use occasionally and I, I need lenses for those cameras. But yeah, I, 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 I guess I go to the trouble of buying stuff. I just don't see the point in selling it. If I've gone to the trouble of buying it for a reason, um, other than all that M42 stuff I mentioned, but there's not a lot else I really would go out of my way to sell because either I can use it, I, you know, I'm, I, I can use it if I want to. I have it as an option because I went to the trouble of seeking it out in the first place. So, so there you go. What's so? What are we doing on next week's show? <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought I thought when we got to the end of this, I would have realized there's some lenses that I really want to list on eBay and get rid of, and then now I don't know. <laughs> and you're not going to now, really? No, and I thought if you're looking at this blasted zoom lens that everyone tells me is so wonderful, don't don't get rid of it, use it, and and I think, what am I going to do with it? You know, <laughs> what yeah. am I going to shoot? I'm just going to go out and you know take pictures. You know, if I go somewhere where I have particular things in mind. I'm gonna. There's gonna be some prime lens that I want to take. <laughs> you, know, you know, going out. I took a lot of photos at uh, marinas and things like that. And 24 millimeters is what I wanted to shoot. And then Nikkor was the lens to use. I, I wouldn't have taken this lens and shot it at 35. And and then there were other things I shot at 50. And I, I took. Um, I wouldn't take the seven artisans again. I'd probably take a Nikkor, Nikkor for that also. But um, I just. I, I don't. I don't know what I would do with this lens you know it's a heavy carry it around as a spare and, and you know maybe take the lens i have on the camera off and use it because i see something that i want to shoot that, that would be just perfect for I, I don't i don't get zoom lenses 
Yeah, sell them all. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we, all, we, we all agree. I mean, that's actually, we've we've had. I mean, we we did get a, a quite uh, somebody wrote into us once. Why don't you do an episode on zoom lenses? Because I think it probably lasts five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, don't even bother to sell them. Just bin them. Just I mean, why would you even go to the trouble? Yeah, but Simon has a Zoomar. Simon has the Zoomar, yes. Uh, yeah. But that's yeah. different, though, isn't it? That is different. And, yeah. and I just realized that is actually totally in the category of what we're talking about. <laughs> right. I, I've not used that for a year. Um, um, and I've, I've got the le- I've, and I have a film camera. I have the native film camera for that, for that, that lens as well. Yeah. Um, and I've got to say, it was, it was really good fun to use on, on, on that camera. And, I, and it's just, a, I, I really like the lens. Um, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Yeah. It's it's got the, the the worst image quality of <laughs> of any serious lens I've ever I've ever used. Um, it, it sort of can have two points of focus in the, at the same time in the same picture. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like my Prima plan, which has zero points of focus in the picture yeah. at any given time. <laughs> Um, but actually, I've got that's that's one of two lenses that can that, that can pull that that uh, trick off. The other one being my my fifty eight mil Petzval. Um, when oh right, uh, oh, yeah. that, that's capable of doing doing odd things like that. Um, <laughs> but again, that that this is this is where some of these lenses, as we have alluded to earlier, yeah, you get special special use lenses, um, and I sort of put the uh, the zoom are in, in into that as in it's so special i th- there is no use for it um uh, it's 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 good for if you if you want to have uh, induced flare shots uh, because there are so many elements that uh, that are um the coatings aren't on anywhere near good enough uh, to to uh, to cut down on the uh, on the reflection so you, you get you get flare all over the place which there are times where I absolutely love that look. Um, but the other part about it, and the reason why I think I keep that is because it's just beautiful. Um, there, it is unlike any other lens uh, to, to use, to look at. It's, it's just a, a really special piece of kit and it looks wonderful um, when, it, when it sits on the camera. Um, in fact, I've got it behind me at the moment. I just, just crank my neck over and it, it just, looks, just looks great. Um, and that's just a, a good enough reason to keep it really. And the name is great too. I mean, the, the coolest sounding name of a lens that I've heard of before. Well, that well that's that that said though, that's one of the things that really irritates me because um, zoom. This is not the only lens that has the zoom R name on it because you've got the at least there's at least one more. There might be more, but uh, you've got the the ninety millimeter uh, macro lens, uh, ah. which is that is absolutely wonderful. We haven't seen any pictures in our group for that lens for quite some time, um, but that that produces. A truly unique uh, bokeh. Um, nothing, nothing actually does exactly what uh, um, the, the 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 kill fit isn't it? Kill fit uh, yep. ninety millimeter f two point eight macro. Um, it produces sort of. It's almost like a cross between a triplan and a and a, um, a mirror lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of what it can actually do, in terms of the the, the bokeh, it, it just it just does two rings. <laughs> it's just it's just really wacky and no other lens has, uh, has ever done that and i can see why as well but yeah. um but when you when you when you want that and you want that effect um it's one of the ultimate uh bokeh lenses out there yeah um, yeah but okay but we have none of us have that so yep. um right so are there any any other lenses we, we might want to talk about in our collections um or should we start to round things off 
I'm good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, right. Well, uh, before we say say goodbyes, um, next week, um, I'm delighted to, uh, well, I sort of suggested last week, and it's definitely going to happen uh, for next week. Uh, we've got Aid from the Sunday 16 podcast who's going to be joining us. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, and have we got any other things to say? I'm sure there are, but... Uh... I, I just had a couple of things I wanted to, to bring up because I had some interesting conversations this week with people that were directly related to the Classic Lenses podcast mm -hmm. um, uh, that came up actually in the, at the camera shop. Um, it's if, I don't, if we have time, I could... Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. it. I, yeah, so I, um, going back to our um, episode about uh, radioactive lenses... I don't know if that was a was that that was an episode, wasn't it? Right? Yeah, Did we do a episode yeah, three, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, right. So um, a guy came into the shop who had previously bought, you know, a few days before the uh, Micro Nikkor two hundred millimeter f four, which is a truly fantastic lens. Um, uh, this is the one that is, by the way, not supported on the new. Nikon mirrorless cameras, <laughs> even though it is a current production, very expensive, very good lens. Um, but he, he was returning it because it was radioactive. And he said two things. He said, I have a two-year-old at home, and I'm worried about this being a radioactive lens, which I, having talked with him a little further, I think that was less of an issue because I said, you know, if your kid's eating bananas, he's getting more radioactivity than he's getting from this lens. But the real reason, and, and I, it was just really, I mean, seriously, this was kind of a serious moment that I was like, without getting into politics. But he, he said... Um, well, so, my, let me just stop that. So you have serious moments. I do. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, I do, especially when it involves politics. Yeah, this is, this is a serious moment. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So he, he said, I'm in the U.S. on a work visa. And I'm from, he did not specify the country, but it was a South Asian country. And he said, if I go through airport security or something with this lens and it sets off some sort of radiation detector, I'm going to get kicked out of the country. I'm going to lose my work visa. I'm going to get thrown out of the country and I can't risk it. So I need to get rid of this lens. And I was like, again, I'm not going to go off on the subject because we're, we're not going to talk about that here. But I, I was uh, completely sympathetic with his argument, um, and he actually really needed the lens. He showed me some images, and he's like, this lens is amazing. I have never seen a lens straight out of the camera that does what this lens does. I love it, and I'm heartbroken that I need to return it. But he said, I really need to return it. I just can't keep it. And and he actually needed it for a photo shoot. So we, you know, we talked with him, me and the owner, and we're like, you know what? Just keep it. Go do your photo shoot. Bring it back. We'll take it back. No problem. We want you to have the lens you need, and we'll try to order you like a 105 macro, you know, modern uh, modern version that's not going to have radioactive elements, et cetera. Um, but that was his exact reasoning was it's radioactive, and it's not so much the danger. It's what the, the problematics of owning a radioactive lens for him. Mm -hmm. So I I was really fascinated by that conversation coming up and had not quite thought about it that way, but that for him, it was a really big deal. Um, so the other conversation I had this week was uh, with Martin Wahlberg stock. And I hope I have pronounced that right, Martin. Uh, but Martin had listened to our episode where we were talking about M42 lenses and he specifically had purchased a 55 millimeter 1.8 
uh, Super Takamar, which he had, and he loved it. And he was he was going on about how much he enjoyed that lens, and he talked about um, having heard about it on the podcast. So that was that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have one more mention, um, and <laughs> uh, uh, so so maybe we'll we'll see how the the day pans out here. Um, but uh, I'm looking for the hold on one second. I'm just looking for the guy's name. I thought I pasted it into our notes here for the episode and I'm totally failing. Um, uh, I had talking with, I'm going to find it. Hold on. I'm going to pull his name up on my, on my phone. Cause I was going to give him a shout out. Um, but I, I've been looking at uh, uh, lens. I've been looking at to buy uh, recently. And right now is the, um, the W Nikkor 35 millimeter F 2.0 five which is for nikon rf and i'm thinking you know i i really kind of wanted this lens in ltm mount so that i could put it on my my um canon ltms but i know i'm never gonna really want to use it as opposed to like the canon 35 f2 so of course the solution i came up with is well i can put that on my kiev you know, and, and my Kiev rangefinder. So I'm going to get that lens and put on my Kiev rangefinder. Now I have another 35 that I can use that's different than the one I use every day. But then I'm thinking, well, why don't I just get an, a, a, a Nikon S2 rangefinder with that, you know, to put in that lens, going with the theory that I should have one camera for each lens in my collection, and that's that. So I started looking around, and I, and I found on um, eBay a guy who was listing here in Chicago uh, a Nikon f2 range sorry nikon f2 rangefinder uh s2 rangefinder with a 51.4 lens on it which i don't really need the lens but the camera's here in chicago and i wouldn't have to order it from uh from overseas so um so i was talking with this guy joe and it turns out that this guy joe is a podcast listener and we we had a little conversation about how he's selling this camera for you know, somebody he knows, an older guy that doesn't do eBay and that sort of thing and doesn't do the online stuff. So we had a little chat about um, uh, about that camera. And I, I, I might go see it uh, today after the podcast and check it out and maybe pick it up. We'll see. Um, but he is on Instagram as Woos Brills, which is W-U-C-E period B-R-I-L-L-I-S, which I'll, I'll put a little shout out into the podcast notes for that. But that was a third podcast reference in a one week where I could, I had actually talked with someone in person who um, who's listening to the podcast. So I, as I, it always kind of surprises me to run into people who have who are listeners. But I I thought that was really cool. So so anyway, m- I, maybe this week I'll be the one buying something uh, during and or shortly after the podcast. We'll see. You you just reminded me something there. Um, we. Uh, as a podcast, we appeared in an article on Emulsif uh, last week as well. Oh, right. Um, uh, M has done a, a list of uh, uh, mainly analog podcasts. Um, yeah. And oh, then right. uh, he had another category um, <laughs> of, um, oh, what, what, what did he say? Honorable, honorable, honorable mentions, I think he initially called it. I think it was it. Quite- wasn't it qua- like quasi analog no, no, or something? No, 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 not quite. It was. It started. It had, it did change um, okay. because it started off with honorable mentions, and uh, 
and like the art of photography podcast was on on there uh, so it's not specifically analog but uh, the go, goes goes there uh, and we appeared in the analog section and then the it, m dropped a post into our, our group and uh, which um <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it got the jimmy d attention uh, and, and treatment and um where uh of course like he, he criticized the uh the um i think the podcast before last for being too filmy and then last week we were criticized for being too digitally <laughs> by jimmy as well um whereas hopefully this one's on on message for jimmy i think this this week so i hope, hope you yeah we talked jimmy. about absolutely nothing important at all yeah so. ex exactly <laughs> um but, but but after he after his uh, in, intervention into into that that, uh, discussion we then got bumped out <laughs> of the analog section and uh, into the other bit and uh, which i think we were uh, um we were amb ambiguously ambiguously, ambiguously analog, that's it. yes yeah. ambiguously analog yeah so uh, <laughs> so th th thanks for that jimmy <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were on the we were on the a list for around about 12 hours before getting kicked out of there so, <laughs> right. so um have we, have we have we got anything else or should we go home now? We go. Okay. Um, yeah, all right then. So, so uh, Johnny, uh, how can people follow you on the, when they when they're not listening to you here? <laughs> you can uh, you can you can find me mainly on Instagram, is where I post all of my recent stuff. Uh, Instagram at at Sisson Photography, um, and come on into the Central Camera in Chicago and talk to me in person about the podcast. That's it's super cool when that happens. So, um, so you can find me at Central Camera Company in Chicago most days. And Cole, okay, on the Photography with Classic Lenses Facebook page, on Instagram and on Flickr, and then both of those is just my name. And I'm on Instagram as uh, Simon Forster Photographic. Um, eBay, you can find my eBay store. Uh, if you do a seller search for It's Fozzy, that's I T S F O Z Z Y. Um, it keeps cracking me up every time, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, I also have a website, um, photographic.co.uk. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter intermittently. Um, and uh, and you can find us uh, all on the uh, Facebook uh, group uh, Photography with Classic Lenses. Um, and don't forget, you cannot send us an email at <laughs> classiclensespodcast at gmail.com. Anybody who sends us an email, we, we should do always mention because we don't get any emails. I, I would just like to throw this out there. Um, podcast listeners, if we had an 800 number where you could leave a recorded message, would you do so? Because it it would be it would accomplish two things. It would make extra work for Simon, and it would allow us to put your voice on the air where we could take your questions. That'd be cool. Well, well that's that's it. I mean, if you've got the ability to to record your voice, record a question, um, email you do it. That too. Uh, yeah, e email that in, and uh, there's there's a good chance uh, it will get uh, get get played on the podcast. Actually, we did actually have a, an email this week which we've not talked about, and that's largely because. Um, we're going to save that uh, for a yeah. uh, for for a, another forthcoming show. Uh, the anamorphic so. episode. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now you're really building people's hopes up now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will have. What's the, the director that's doing all the Star Wars movies and the Star Trek movies, right? Uh, yeah. what, what's his name? 
Uh, that guy. We're going to have that guy on the... Yeah, he's yeah. going to talk J- all J- about... J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams is going to be on this special anamorphic episode talking about anamorphic lens flare and why you need it. That's it. Um... And, uh, okay, and finally, uh, just wish to thank, uh, because I've forgotten for the last two weeks, so uh, thank, 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 uh, Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for letting us use his Octo Blues music uh, for, for our theme music. Um, right, so I hope you've enjoyed, uh, actually, one last thing. Um, we had some great outtakes to put on the end of today's show, but I didn't press the record button, so you're just going to have to take my word for it, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, um, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed the, this week's show, and uh, it'd be great if you can join us again next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, do an outtake now, Johnny. Go on, go go for it. Make it funny. Oh, it's spontan- too much pressure. Spontaneous. Okay. I can't do that. It's too much pressure. <laughs> give me, you gotta give me a topic at least or something. No, I no, know. I think I think that's it. I think we just had it. Did so you just had it? What about, no, what about the outtake? That was what it. about that? What about that nice um, black and white um, film photo? That film look film like photo that I took. Oh. Actually, actually, no. Actually, the, one of the first comments was that um, who says you can't make a, a film like image I with do. a digital camera? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other comments were wow and, and oh my, oh my god and, this yeah. is great and then um great use of hdr which i told the guy wasn't hdr but he said yeah but his fantastic dynamic range and i kept waiting all day for johnny to come on with his usual thing about how the picture looked um muddy um because it had too much dynamic range and it didn't look like a film picture and uh, yada, yada, but I said yada, that was okay. I said that was all right. I said that it doesn't look like a film picture, but it doesn't have to. I said that. Uh, okay. I still you. said it was crap, but I said I said it was okay that it was crap. <laughs>